0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to How Come. This week has been crazy. Um, Okay, before I do anything, I have a huge announcement to make. We have our first live show coming up um, April 25th at Stand Up New York in New York City on the Upper West Side. You have to come. This is so exciting. We're finally going to do it live, a live podcast. It's me and Charlotte. We're interviewing Lola Jean. She was a guest on season one. She had me at her masturbation class this time she's going to be giving us a squirting tutorial and a sexting tutorial because she's a master at both. She literally just got a Guinness book record of squirting. I don't know if it was distance or if it was amount, but she's going to tell us everything. Um, So then after the live podcast, then we're going to have Live stand up from some of your favorite past guests, um, all comedians. Uh, One of them is Ben, my boyfriend. You know, he's a comedian too, so he's going to be there. Um, And it's just going to be the best time. So you go to standupny.com. The comedy club is Stand Up New York. um, Standupny.com. The tickets are 20 bucks. Um, but obviously our companions get a promo code. So use the promo code How come for 25% off and come see us. Oh my God, I cannot wait. It is going to be the best time. Um, also, I don't know, I've been feeling a little funky this week, but it's it's been an emotional roller coaster. So we started the week launching our slut whisperer episode, and I was so fucking pumped to um put it out there because Slut Whisper, besides having 1.3 million followers, which if he shared that episode, like so many more people could be companions and learn about the female orgasm. Um, But a lot of those people are male. And I was just so excited for him to share that with everyone. And then he gets fucking taken off of Instagram two days before we post the episode. And I'm in LA now, so like I couldn't do another episode or whatever. I was just like, whatever, we'll just this. It's like social media. Also, I read that for Virgos and Mercury and retrograde, we'd have some social media glitches. So maybe that's what it is. Um, but hopefully, he'll be back on social soon. Just for the fact that he shouldn't be censored. Um, it's ridiculous that his account's not allowed to be online anymore. Um, so yeah, we're gonna wait for that. Um, But then at the same time, I got the best um, Instagram message. I'm not going to say ever because all of your messages are amazing. But this one specifically thinking about dudes listening to this podcast was just awesome. This comes from our companion, Adam. um, And he said... So I'm on deployment and we were talking about sex. I brought up how much I learned from your podcast and so many soldiers said, that's lame, I'm great at sex, I always get women off. I bring in statistics, science, and everything else. They weren't totally convinced. We've spent the last four hours listening to the first episodes of How Come. It doesn't look like it's ending soon and everybody's having incredibly constructive conversations. Someone will literally say, hey, pause, pause, pause. And we will discuss the topic and move on. It's so dope. Hope you realize what this podcast has done for people, especially for me. A group of quote unquote alpha males are sitting around a speaker listening to your podcast, learning about the female orgasm and talking about how they can improve their partner's sex life. These guys are learning about selflessness in a way through this podcast. And that's awesome. Just wanted you to understand the impact you're making. And then I said, oh my God, I'm freaking out. This just made my heart explode because it did. I was freaking out, freaking out. Um, and he said, I've been in the army for coming on six years and I've seen misogyny every step of the way. It's not everywhere in the army or military in general, but it is there just this week. I had one of my soldiers say, I don't care if she comes. And tonight that very soldier said that he was going to be more conscious with his partners. That's incredible. The military isn't full of female-friendly individuals. We aren't all so bad. And I've heard more pro-women statements this night than I ever have in my military career. The podcast is so palatable that men are able to be receptive. Keep doing what you're doing. Men are going to catch on. If dudes in the Army think this is dope, men in general will think it's incredible. You've literally helped an entire platoon of guys understand the Me Too movement, women, sexuality, and toxic masculinity in one night. So we should thank you. Oh my God, thank you. Wow, what I mean- like I said, all of your messages are amazing. I love hearing about your first time coming experiences. I love hearing about people who felt they were alone and now they don't feel like a weirdo anymore. So yeah, that was a really great one this week. And then Cosmopolitan Magazine came out with their first annual Sexulence Awards. They talk about their favorite toys, lubes, accessories, services, and then there's a page of innovators. And thank you so much, Cosmopolitan Magazine, because they named me an innovator and I, I couldn't be more grateful Um, I got listed amongst some really fucking badass women. Andrea Barica from ODOT School, who we had last season on the sex ed episode, episode 33. She was listed. Um, Our guest today is the biggest photo on the page. She's amazing. And we're going to introduce her in a second. And yeah, you should definitely pick up a copy because it's got great advice and Great tips. So thank you so much, Cosmo. This means the world to me. Um, and I know that we have a lot of new listeners because of that. Hi, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. Um, I know we have a lot of new listeners from the Girls Gotta Eat podcast. Hi, we're so excited to have you here. Um, from Young Daddy, hi guys. Um, from Burning in Hell, whatever, from Self Helpless, whatever podcast or publication brought you in. Hi, we are so, so excited to have you here. Um, if you are not familiar with how It's not just a podcast talking about people's first times. It literally started because I could never have an orgasm. And if you want to hear my journey starting from no orgasm to orgasm, that's all episode one through six. And then uh, like six through 15 is orgasms different ways. Um, So yeah, definitely go back and listen to those. Um, if you're a new listener or you're even an old listener, we encourage everybody to leave a five-star rating and a review telling us how much you love us because we love you too. But also any review and rating, like Karel said last episode, helps our podcast go up the charts, hence better guests, um, more touring, more money, blah, blah, blah. If you want to help us... Tour, um, become a fan on Patreon. Send us some money. Um, patreon.com is a really great place where you can support your creators. Um, we put up extra content. I try and put up at least 15 to 30, uh, extra minutes of every episode. Usually it's stuff that we couldn't say on the episode. Um, Kirill had a lot of stuff to say last episode. Um, So go to patreon.com backslash how come. It's only five bucks a month for the extras. You get access to all of them. Um, I'm starting to put up all these old videos of me Talking about dating, like back in the day, I used to keep like this video blog. um, So I'm going to start putting those up more uh, regularly. And yeah, go to patreon.com backslash how come to support us. Go to standupny.com to get your tickets for the April 25th live show. Go to my website, remycasimir.com. If you want to come see me live, do stand up um, before April 25th. And all that good stuff. Okay. So now that we've done all of that and you're all going to rate and review and we're all going to see each other in April 25th and be in love, um, I'm going to introduce our guest for the week. She's amazing. Cosmopolitan called her the millennial Carrie Bradshaw. Um, she has a show on Viceland called Slut Ever where she tries all these different types of sex stuff. It's one of the best shows. It used to be a blog. Um, she has a column in Vogue called Breathless. She's also a writer on Stars Now Apocalypse, which just premiered March 10th, and she's just making everyone feel really good about sex. You guys, I'm so excited to have her here. Give it up for Carly Shortino.
1: How come? How
2: come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. I can do it by myself I wanna jizz I'm so excited to be here <laughs> I'm so happy that you are here Um,
0: So last episode we were talking to the Slut Whisperer and we kind of talked about what being a slut is and you've defined that very well. Yeah, well,
2: so I talk about this in my book that the word slut has gone really rogue in the yeah. last handful of years. You know, it used to be a derogatory term for a woman who slept around mm-hmm. in theory, but now it's just used all over the place. Like girls are called sluts when they're 13 just because they post a sexy photo on Instagram. Do yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like it doesn't actually have anything to do with your body count, <laughs> I sure. guess you could say. Yeah. Um, but I also think that it's used as a term of endearment increasingly between women. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I make the effort to redefine the word slut as yeah. a person who's sexually adventurous, who essentially doesn't have any shame between themselves and their desire mm-hmm. to have the sex life that they want and that it's not necessarily about how many people you have sex with, but more about being able to have sex with who you want and how you want and basically not giving a fuck about it.
0: Yeah. Do you think boys are judged the same way? Like, I know I've called guys kind of sluts or, like, fuck boys or whatever, like, and that has, like, a negative connotation too. But is that just a person who's, like,
2: more explorative or, like, just doesn't like me? exactly yeah (laughs) we can weaponize the use of the word slut as long as it's um benefiting us no i think i i call guys sluts too but i think that i don't ever mean it entirely badly like there's something about the word slut that i think is really naughty and subversive there's something that's transgressive about it right that i don't think that we ever want to lose like even if you're like reclaiming it with a sense of feminist power. Mm -hmm. there's. It's like you don't want to just flip it from being bad to good. Like you want there to be something inherently bad about it because that's why it's fun. Totally. Do you know what I mean? So even when I call a guy a slut, I mean it in a good way but also in a bad way.
1: (laughs) I I always feel like also there has been like a morality attached to the word slut.
2: Yeah. I mean I think it's what you were saying like um, that there must be something wrong with you if you're slutty. I think for women Mm -hmm. it's like often – we assume if you're promiscuous, it's linked to depression or mental health issues or because you're like basically ugly and can't get a boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like as if ugly people don't have boyfriends, but like for men it's like, Oh, you just want to fuck for fun. And women it's like, you, that's an impossible idea. You can't just want to fuck for fun.
0: Yeah. I also think like, like there were a lot of girls in my high school who were like meek that were known as like secret sluts or whatever. And they'd be like, yeah, she must be like, you know, fucked up or something like, no, she's just, she's shy and and she likes sex. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This is why I think girls are judged a little bit more is because like you can get stuff out of your slutty behavior, you know, like there's like kind of like
2: but that you can somehow leverage it, that you
0: could somehow leverage it because guys are more or in the past were more willing to like buy sex. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these these women, they're using their like slutty behavior to like get by in life. And I couldn't use that same behavior to do that.
2: Yeah. I think that's a part of it, which actually I've never thought about before that that. Well, it's a, a woman's sexuality is a form of power for sure. Yeah. And I think part of that comes from the fact that historically sex is something that men want and mm. women give. Right. Yeah. So there's like something that women are withholding.
0: It's easier for us to give them an orgasm. Like if we just say like, here, use the hole. It's real. (laughs) But seriously, it's easier for them to have an orgasm. If we're just like, hey, I'm going to fuck this guy. Like you have to do a good amount of directing for him
1: to please you.
2: Yeah. It's like. Like a pain by number or what? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I do think it's a power thing. Like yeah.
1: You have to allow them basically to have access to yeah. that power. Yeah. Which is the same thing with the witches that you talked about uh-huh. on an episode. Yes. Oh
0: my God. That was my... Okay. So Slut Ever, if you haven't been watching it, is a show on Viceland where Carly explores all, all of the fun, new ways to have sex, old ways to have sex, like just... Um, different facets of sex that you maybe didn't even know existed. There was an episode on VR porn. There's an episode yeah. on Pussy Power. Pussy Power is one of my favorite
2: episodes. Well, I love that you said that because the Pussy Power episode is my favorite episode it's that we've ever unreal. done. Yeah, And it sounds... Um, whatever, I know people are super triggered by the idea of Pussy Power because it's a exclusionary, but we yeah. kind of go into all of that yeah. too just like to cover my bases. Yeah. But one, one of the... Parts of it, we, we go to the, visit this woman, um, Kristen Soleil, and she wrote that book, Witches, Sluts, Feminists. Mm-hmm. And she teaches um, about the history of witchcraft at the New School. Yeah. And she essentially talks about how historically um, that there is a connection between witches and female sexuality, female mm-hmm. sexual power. And that like witches were burned often that they were like considered sexual. And, yeah. and that's why they were being oppressed. Yeah. And that the broomstick is this phallic object and the women ride it. And it's like a symbol of like, it's basically like a giant magical dildo. Yeah,
0: And they were literally putting like a salve on it or something like that and like doing drugs and like just having orgasms. I'm like, oh, I'm a witch.
2: Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Hence like the flying, it can fly. There's something about like flying in relation to tripping or something. Yeah. Um, But basically she was talking to me about how there's a history of witches using their orgasms, um, basically to cast spells. Like yeah. that, that, orgasms have a magical, mm-hmm. have magical powers. Duh, and that you can sort of manifest your wishes, desires through coming. Yeah. So basically, there's. A, she taught me this ritual where you basically draw this thing called a sigil, which is a like a symbol that has a magical power, or um, that you, I guess come magical powers into yeah and so you it's this whole process that i actually kind of came like a horcrux but for cum (laughs) um And you're gonna have to watch it because I sort of forget because I'm an idiot. But basically like I could say, okay, I really want to sell a bunch of copies of my book. Yeah. And then you draw the symbol that represents that and then you masturbate while looking at the symbol or with the symbol and then you come and then apparently all your dreams come true.
0: Yeah. It's a very powerful form of manifesting, -er manifesturbating. Manifesturbating.
2: So So,
1: like riding the broomstick was just like, riding a dick. Yeah, it was
0: just yeah. using a, a <laughs> wooden dildo. And the guys were like, burn them! Burn them. Yeah, they were like, oh my god, they're having multiple orgasms. They're having way more fun than us. Burn them. Wow, that's fucked. That's <laughs> fucked. Classic. <laughs> um, my favorite part of that Pussy Power episode, though, too, was you were like, it's so crazy, especially because there is this big wave of pussy power, especially in this year. And, and pussies are gorgeous and everything's amazing and I personally, and you said this too, like grew up being told vaginas are gross. Vaginas smell like you're not really supposed to like them. They're not that appealing. And then now we're supposed to like flip this switch. That's like, they're amazing. I'm powerful. Like, how has that been turning that
2: switch on and off, I guess? Well, it's complicated because, yeah, I grew up and there's all these gross names for pussy Mm -hmm. like, Taco or whatever, like gyro. I don't even think that's right, but it's beef like curtain. Yeah, curtain. Have to do with
1: fish too.
2: Yeah, fish market. Ugh. Like it feels smells bad, and then I had so much, um, like getting head anxiety for Same. a long time. Yeah, totally. right. Like I always literally, I'd always be like, "Are you bored? Like, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you want to stop? You can stop if you want. Like, just freaking out. Yeah. And then, um, and uh, and then I feel like now in recent years it's switched and in a kind of like irreverent fun way, like, Oh, pussy Mm -hmm. power, which obviously comes a lot from Trump's grabbing by the pussy. And I think people were kind of reclaiming that. Yeah. But then, and there was kind of like a fun moment where pussy was being used as a symbol of empowerment, which I actually do think is good for young women who Mm -hmm. grew up thinking the opposite. But then there was this backlash to the, to the women's movement using the pussy as a symbol because, um, you know, everyone's was saying not all women have a pussy, and, which is true, and which is true, and I do understand that. Yeah, but I also think that we that pussy power doesn't have to be erased. Do you know what no, I mean? No,
0: it should still be like there is so much big dick energy out there. You <laughs> know, like that. Yeah, we do need a symbol, at least that it's nice, that it is powerful, that it's strong, that it's fun, that it doesn't gross people out, that it excites people. I had a a very interesting sexual experience this morning that I've never had before. I haven't even told
2: Charlotte about it. This morning? It's like... Just was noon. I know. (laughs) We wake up weirdly. We wake up really early. What's been happening? I know that
0: I've talked about this a lot on this podcast that, like, you're supposed to communicate and stuff, but, like, I am not perfect. I am still in my head. Like, I still am thinking, oh, maybe he doesn't want to be down there. Maybe he doesn't even want to touch it. Like, all this stuff, even though he's told me he does. And, like, it's hard to unlearn these things. It's hard to unlearn, whatever. And so I was sitting there, and, like, and then, and then I was just like, and then he ends up taking, like, my stomach. Like with his arm, but in the way so that he can't see my face and he's just like looking at my vagina and I was kind of telling him what to do and it kind of felt more like science that I was just like, I'm just going to tell him exactly as if this is like a a fucking lab, you know, Ah. like taking my own body in, and I'm just like the thing and he's learning on it and like whatever and I was like telling him what to do with his hands. And then I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to show him what I do with with um, my girl's best friend mm-hmm. from Sweet Vibrations. And I put it on. And then this time I was like showing him. And then I was like, okay, now you put your hand here. Mm-hmm. And I like showed him how I accelerate it and like how I do everything. And then I squirted <gasps> so what? much. Yay!
2: Yeah. Oh <laughs> God, so, yeah. Oh my God, there's actual high fives happening. Yeah, so, so much
0: that it was like, insane and i was just like i thank you (laughs) it was so crazy and he got off the bed and he goes you peed or whatever as like <laughs> as like a joke but then i like went into the bathroom and he, i started crying because i felt immediately judged even though oh no even though like everybody writes to us and they're like is squirting pee and i'm like no and in the moment i knew it wasn't like it felt so different and it was like it was just like the most intense orgasm i've ever had and then yeah. it was like that like flip of saying and he was just meant it as a joke and then i, I came he felt out like 100 to zero I, I felt so bad and then i came out and he's like what were you doing in the bathroom like you don't usually pee for that long and i was like i felt bad because you said that i peed and he was like oh my god no he's like dude like i love that you squirt i think it's amazing i was just trying to make a joke that's like porn star shit like this is exciting and then i was like (laughs) oh okay and then i felt really proud that i even said that yeah because usually i would stay the whole day being like oh my god he said i peed and he thinks i'm disgusting like i would like live in that yeah and i instead told him about it and he's like no it's fucking sick yeah. like i'm down to wash your sheets every day <laughs>
1: <laughs> well it all like, i think is super related like we always say, like, if you can speak up yeah in the bedroom that's like the hardest place to do so then you can probably do it everywhere mm-hmm. like has your like how do you feel like you've changed since starting slut up. To, since starting slut the whatever? blog yeah
2: yeah i mean literally everything you just said in that story I have so much to say about all of that because it's so (laughs) true. Wait, can I just comment on one thing you said first? Yeah. So when you were saying that you were just showing him your vagina and just being like, this is how I do it. And you're saying it sounds kind of scientific. I actually think that if you can be playful about stuff like that, that that is super hot. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that we think that we're not supposed to just sort of tell someone exactly what to do or yeah. like show someone exactly what to do. But I think that if you make some kind of light game out of it, or that sounds actually sounds super cheesy, like you don't have to make a game no. out of it. But if you like fun about it, that that is so useful. But yeah, same thing. I This is basically what I pay my therapist thousands of dollars for is just to be able to say how I feel to people. Totally, Not necessarily in bed, but that's, like you said, the hardest place to do it. Yeah, I can't even do it. My problem is like if someone's talking to me and they're being like super annoying at a party. Yeah. Like I can't even be like, I'm gonna go get some food and walk away from them. Do you totally. know what I mean? Like I feel like yeah. I'm trapped with them now. forever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm like I'm married now. <laughs> yeah. So, I think I hate to do the whole like we're women thing and we're yeah. oppressed, but I do think that that's true that we are taught that you have to. Pleased, right, and yeah. that you can't be rude, and I'm also just completely avoidant of confrontation Same. at all. So for years, I had bad sex. Like I had bad sex forever. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because I just didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah. I mean, that's why we fake orgasms, right? Well, don't yep. do that. Anybody. I know. I would never yeah. do that now. <laughs> no, I'd never yeah. do that now. But, no, but I faked one thousand do- million yeah. orgasms because we
1: thought of. I guess, um, confrontation as rude or speaking up as rude. And it's not mm-hmm. at all.
2: Yeah, or just as taking up too much space, totally. I think. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you're like supposed there's to not too much take up time space. spent
0: on me. Like literally this morning I was like, oh my God, like he's been touching my vagina for a long time. Like I should be touching his penis. Yeah. You know, like I can't believe... But like, what?
2: <laughs> right. How
0: many times are like you sucking a dick for like 15 minutes?
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't feel oppressed by sucking dick. But also on the flip side, you have to learn how to say, I don't want to be doing this or totally. just to stop doing something if you don't want to do 100%. it. 100%. Which but I that's, also couldn't do. But that's total. Yeah.
0: But now that I can say like, I don't want to do like I literally I've been dating my boyfriend, right, I think for three years, like for the majority of it couldn't say, I don't want to suck your dick right now. <laughs> yeah. To learned skill could not but now when i do i'm like oh i'm excited to be doing this because i want to be doing this
2: um yeah, yeah. my friend jana wrangalova you should have her on your podcast she's the human sexuality professor at nyu Ooh. and she's currently doing the world's largest ever sex survey on squirting so she's a cool. sex researcher yeah she's a doctor very cool and um you should have her on to just talk about that. There, hundred. We have so many squirting questions that so I like cannot answer. Like, so it's crazy because what she's saying is no one knows anything about squirting. Like yeah. the biggest. Um, sex research sample that they've ever had on squirters is like eleven people or something. So, mm-hmm. with that question is like, is it pee? Is it not pee? She's like, we honestly don't really know yeah. because sometimes when people squirt, it's a high percentage of urine, and yeah. sometimes for people, it's a really low percentage. Yeah, and she has this whole working hypothesis about it, like coming, you know, how much is in there and why. Yeah, but I'm not gonna read. No, but it, also, I, like,
0: I think ultimately, like, it doesn't matter how much pee it is. I just kind of want to know from a medical perspective so, like, other people can teach themselves how to squirt and mm. stuff. And people can feel more comfortable. And not
2: and yeah. wonder if it's pee. Like, there's pee in your eye boogers. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I know. And she's also studying people to, to see if, if people who don't naturally squirt, if they can squirt if someone used the right technique. Right. Yeah. yeah. I know that there,
0: yeah. there are some genetics that play into it. <laughs>
1: but LOL. <laughs> oh. LOL. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> LOL. LOL. LOL, if you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you squirt? again? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like an all the time thing though. Yeah. It, yeah, it's technique. I also learned that you don't have to have an orgasm two squirt yeah that's i had a a listener
0: writing in a bunch of times being like i keep squirting but i don't think i finished i'm like you might not be but you're still but still keep going because you're like trudging those neural pathways that like dan savage was talking about like you're making headway
1: and also i think uh, the term squirt needs to change too because the amount of what comes out is very different time to time i mean there will be moments that are like you're saying you're like there's a (laughs) push yeah and then other times you're like oh i don't see anything It's just a, he needs more of a dribble. Oh my God. Maybe I should (laughs) give him my new mattress.
0: (laughs) He needs a new mat. I'm going to, okay. So I'm going to give Ben my mattress. And when I get my new Helix mattress, uh, Charlotte has a Helix mattress and it's the the way to sleep over and I had the best sleep of my life. And so I asked them to sponsor this podcast. So when Helix sends me their mattress, I'm going to give mine to ben because i completely ruined his this morning and then we'll use like a towel from now on or something i don't know or like a pillow top or something um but if towels yeah a tarp Uh, a tarp (laughs) (laughs) um so if you need a new mattress and you might want a new mattress uh go to helix sleep dot com slash how come and take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life have you ever taken a sleep quiz no it's great it asks you about your height and weight yeah
1: and it's like do you get sweaty when you sleep and your
0: partner's height and weight yeah and then it makes you a custom mattress it's amazing um, and so right now Helix is offering up to $125 off of all mattress orders um, you can get up to $125 off at com slash how come that is com slash how come for up to $125 off your mattress order best sleep of my life least sweaty
1: sleep of my life I didn't know you were there
0: yeah and we've Actually, had a lot of conversations <laughs> about me being horrible. Yeah. And I wasn't at all and no. And then we got to have that nice Outback Steakhouse party <laughs> on your bed with
1: Correll and Jax and everyone was cozy and it was just amazing time. I was going to say I didn't know you were there except for when you fell asleep first. And I was like, "Really? You come over for a sleepover and yeah. you're going to not even talk to me?" Dead. <laughs> like- Dead dying. Um but, but yeah squirting right, Ben, i'll give you squirting is interesting squirting is definitely interesting fucking i've never cared about a mattress before and i'm like passionate about my mattress
0: i'm passionate That's about great. your mattress like i've never reached how many times am i like let's reach out to a sponsor like never never and i i was just like i want to fucking this i would want to fuck in this <laughs> bed yeah ooh it's apparently supposed to be a really good mattress for fucking, too. I don't know the science of it. I'm going to ask. Yeah, we'll ask. Is it yeah, it we'll ask that. It's soft. But is it soft? It's whatever you want. It's whatever you, it's whatever you need. Is oh, the right. thing. Like during my sleep quiz, it was like, what do you usually sleep in? OK, like now, how often do you wake up sore? And I'm like, good question. <laughs> right. Like, I thought I liked a soft bed so much, but I'm pretty sure like I'm going to need something more firm like yours. Like yours is like soft and fr- it's so great. I know. It's so great. You guys, helixsleep.com slash how come. Okay, I love you. Goodbye. So I know that you had said that, what was the term?
1: Antisocial. Clit.
2: Antisocial clit. You wrote that. Oh or, my God, I did. Yeah. I kind of remember that. <laughs> and that's very funny.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. I related very hard to that. Um, but yeah, that was basically saying that it was hard for you to come with a person or like um, like, you could masturbate and do it yourself, but it was difficult to do with
2: someone else yeah I mean, for years and years, you know I could come by myself really early and and it would happen pretty fast, like I think I don't really know how old I was, but yeah. it was but I started masturbating before I understood what masturbation was, so it was really yeah. early and then um you know, masturbated a lot through teens, but um, when I would have sex with my boyfriend starting at sixteen it wasn't just that I didn't come. It was that I wasn't even anywhere in the realm of like, like I wasn't in the same country. Like I could enjoy it, but not because it felt physically good, which is a really strange thing. Because it was fun to have intimacy. Yeah. Did it feel physically bad? It didn't feel physically bad. I guess there was probably moments when it felt physically, physically bad, right? That it would hurt, but it was like fun to have intimacy. It felt transgressive. Mm -hmm. Like, I just liked being naked with somebody. Like, yeah. there's a million reasons why yeah. sex is fun that it isn't tummy. totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. you also grew up in a Catholic family. Yeah, so sex probably wasn't like go
2: for it. No, and that made it even more fun. Like, I was having a lot of sex, like in my car, yeah. in a parking lot. You Cause, know what and I mean? Because it, it's bad. Yeah, it, Catholicism is insane because everything is a no, which means everything is so much more exciting. Yeah. You know what I mean, like there's a million boundaries to break, which makes life like, that's such a positive spin. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've noticed a lot of people that we've had on this podcast have come from Catholic backgrounds yeah. and now they're like sex positive, the most sex
2: positive people. Dan Savage, right? Didn't,
0: yeah. Didn't Irish of Catholic? Catholic. Irish Catholic.
2: And I mean, uh, this has been quoted 800 million times, but there's that John Waters quote. Thank God I'm Catholic because sex will always be dirty, mm. which is the best. Yeah. Spot Yeah. On. <laughs> I mean, uh.
0: definitely don't molest little boys. There is that bad part of it, <laughs> right? True. But, um, but if you're going to find a, Cal silver <laughs> like very sexual people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dark. um, Wait, I just so. have a question. Okay, has it become a more social clit? Oh
2: right. Oh, you're <laughs> we, like lost track. So yeah, basically, uh, I think I came during sex the first time when I was 22 years old, and mm. I had been dating my boyfriend for over three years yeah and basically i worked out that if i masturbated to the point that i was really close Mm -hmm. and then we started having sex then i could come yeah you know yeah um but that was still fun you know what i mean it's like a step forward yeah (laughs) it's not a fail and then now um i think it was just for me really about working out and feeling confident to integrate masturbation into my sex life totally You know what I mean? Like I need that.
0: It's literally showing how it's done. Like we know how it's done for them. Oh, your hand literally is the same shape as my vaginal hole. Right, right. It's easy. Like, but for women, it's like, you kind of have to like let them into your world.
2: Totally. And also it's about relaxing. Mm -hmm. Like I think in that article that you're referencing about the antisocial clit, I was talking about how a lot of it was just having orgasm anxiety. Mm -hmm. So once you calm down, um, I was I started to be able to come getting head because I just had to accept the fact that the person liked to be down there yeah. and then if they didn't want to be down there, then they would tell me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it took being with partners who really were like, I love doing this. Shut the fuck up. Calm down. Like if I don't want to do it, I will tell you. Totally. And it like reprogrammed my brain, I think. And that do you think that was before you started writing about sex? Oh no, that was like, five years ago. Oh, wow. (laughs) Or like let Unreal. Well, no. Okay. Let me go back. Okay. I, when I was 20, so I was able to come when I was, is this like the most longest boring story? No, this is like the point of the podcast. (laughs) 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 Um, So when I was, yeah, with that boyfriend when I was 22, I started to be able to come with him. Then I had a different boyfriend who We didn't really have good sexual chemistry, and for years Mm -hmm. I found it difficult to come again. And then when I was twenty-seven, I started dating a woman, and I've—that was the only woman I've ever woman I've ever dated. But we dated for three years, and I could come all the time, yeah, because it was like. I didn't, you don't have the orgasm anxiety because totally. it's a woman. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
0: And you're both striving for the same goal and you're not like, there's going to be this time. Like
1: you're on with, the same time. You're on the schedule. same time. Schedule. <laughs> oh, wait, that's amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: literally like, I feel bad. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, like I don't want somebody to like make me eat longer than I want to. Yeah. I want to finish my meal. I understand being a guy and wanting to get to your nut, you know, right. but I also understand women who feel like, Oh fuck. Like, we're not on the same,
2: like, but with girls, it's like. It's great. And also you just, they know what's going on. Yeah. So you don't feel guilty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, it's, I don't even know what it is. I think that it's something about the shame, too, about the vagina where, like, you don't think that that woman thinks your body is gross. She has one right exactly yeah So, and then if she
0: thinks you're gross and then, then she thinks she's gross too
2: so at least like right. you both don't think you're great it's like internalized homophobia <laughs> but like whatever <laughs> um, so then I could come all the time and then I just think, think it raised the bar so I was yeah. like oh now I'm coming like multiple times during sex and then we broke up when I was around 30 so three years ago okay and then after that, it's like you can't go back, right? So then I then You're like, I that's started. That's the sex
0: I could be having. I need to be having that all the time,
2: right? Like I need to be able to start having that with guys. Yeah. And so that's when I went on my like self care vagina orgasm journey.
0: And how did <laughs> you start that orgasm journey? Or I guess documenting. What was the first slut ever post?
2: The first slut ever post was when I was twenty one. It was okay. two thousand seven. It was a blog, like okay. a blog spot. Yeah and um i think the first ever post i wrote about was sort of what the trials and tribulations of basically choosing an unconventional life mm-hmm. and what that meant for my future sort of romantically like yeah okay so when i started my blog like i said i was 21 and i had this boyfriend who i'd been dating since i was 18 and then as my blog got more popular and i started writing about sex more he felt really alienated by it, and it was one of the mm. big reasons why we broke up. And I remember him telling me, "Like you're like in a fight. Like you're like no one will ever date you because this is your job." Uh, <sighs> and then I realized going forward that actually it's the opposite. That it's this amazing filter. Yeah, because the people who don't want to date you are you like want to write them off immediately yeah. because why would you want to date them in the first place? Totally.
0: But yeah, I just, I think a lot of the stuff that you explore is really, really interesting. And it does open up so many worlds to like, you can be like, oh yeah, I did an episode on this, like on VR porn. Like, what do you think about that to a guy that you're with? And then it's like, you have these great conversations that you otherwise wouldn't.
2: No, totally. And I think that it goes both ways. I feel it's a great conversation starter, like you said, but then also people feel open to talking to you about things that they wouldn't otherwise because it's essentially at the core of it is that you're someone that they don't think is going to judge them yeah and i think people feel immensely judged and fear of judgment all the time i mean everything we were just talking about not being able to say you're rubbing in the wrong place and it's actually really painful yeah is about I guess like worrying about hurting someone else's feelings, but also it's about judgment. Like not being able to ask for what you want in bed, yeah. I think is hugely about feeling like
0: alienated. 100%.
1: 100%. Um, a lot of this was like started because you're just like, am I a weirdo?
0: Am I, I- weird? Am I alone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's
2: like, no, 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 no. We all feel really weird. Dude, I say this all the time, but so I've had an email on my blog on Slut Ever for over 10 years now. And mm-hmm. girls send me sometimes just personal emails or advice questions and the number one question i have gotten for forever mm-hmm. is basically i can't come during sex is my vagina broken
0: yeah like not at all yeah it's not a it, it's not a conducive motion to the female orgasm like sex sex if you're defining during sex as during sexual intercourse that is literally hard for us like episode yeah. 1 we were saying only 8 to 25% of women can come from just insertion
2: yeah like, and I don't even believe them
0: don't <laughs> don't expect to like have foreplay a way bigger part of and then let him pump away yeah that's People what we did this morning I literally <laughs> peed all over the bed no I squirted <laughs> all over the bed and then it took him like fucking two minutes and it was like great like I don't know I always got in my head like oh he's gonna if he's going down on me or if he's fingering me he's gonna lose his boner and we'll never get it back <laughs> right. like
1: that's yeah. not a thing he'll never have a boner again yeah. <laughs>
2: back yeah no completely it's so it's just intimate I think it's really generous to share that type of like knowledge about yourself like yeah. I, the fact that you talk about that on this podcast probably has spawned literally like a hundred thousand at the minimum conversations between girls and their friends about oh yeah whether or not they can come yeah or people and their boyfriend like people and their fiancés people that like weren't talking about shit yeah it's really it's nice yeah, because it normalizes the conversation. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting is that, you know, even for being overtly sexual, mm-hmm. women get called sluts, right? Yeah. Like historically, we we talked about that at the beginning. Yeah. But also, women are really the only people who talk about sex publicly. Like the, the women are very. F- I don't. I think it's actually more palatable mm-hmm. for to hear women talking about sex and sexuality than men. And, um, I wrote about this in one of my Vogue columns that uh-huh. almost the only men who talk about sex are either gay, yeah. like in a Dan Savage way, yeah, totally, or that they have to spin it with some kind of science. Yeah. Like Christopher Ryan writes about, you know, he wrote the book Sex at Dawn, which sort of assesses whether or not monogamy is a viable a part of our thing. biology yeah. or whatever. And um, and it's all about, you know, he's a psychologist and it's a super science-heavy book. And just hearing a guy, like if a guy did a podcast just about his orgasms, everyone would be like, ew. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> what I mean?
0: Um, yeah, there are some guy podcasts about orgasms and they they're... They're good, but it's like we've heard that angle. Like when I started stand-up, one of the male comics told me it's such a great time to be a female comic, not just because it's like popular or whatever, but he's like, but we've been hearing our side for such a long time. We've been hearing about guys jacking off or or having ED or whatever. Like their perspective is very known. So the
2: female perspective is so welcome because like... I. And I don't even mean that I think it's gross to hear guys talk about sex. I don't. I just think that there's a sort of tenor with which men have always talked about sex, which is like braggy or sort of like, what's the deal? Or like, ew. Yeah, ew. Yeah. Or it's like performative in some way where if a guy had a genuine podcast about vulnerabilities during sex and like what he feels insecure about and like what, you know, And that men just discussed sexuality in an honest, vulnerable way. Like that would be, I think, so beneficial because men don't ever hear that.
0: Yeah. No, we've had some really good open, vulnerable guys on this
2: one.
1: I've loved hearing how different. How different their their stories are. are. Yeah. 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 Some people like won't come unless you go near their balls. Other people like don't go near them. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think what you were saying about like, like having this conversation has, has taken the power back for me like on this podcast because I grew up only hearing guys talk about sex like in elementary school and high school and it would always be what you're saying braggy or this is gross or whatever and I was like I don't want to become one of those stories that it's like oh he was going down on what's her face and there was toilet paper down there I'm like that's going to become my story around school now I have this platform and you have your platform where we can actually talk about like this is how the sex was for me
2: yeah, that people become just, like, it's, like, mythologized. There's, like, the always, like, the girl yeah. that peed or whatever, mm-hmm. the toothy blowjob. Mm-hmm. But if people are just so scared of themselves. Everyone's just so scared and pathetic, honestly. Not pathetic, <laughs> but just, like, like, we're all just no, so we sad. Are.
1: Yeah, you know we all I mean? hate ourselves. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was a good word of advice I got one time was like, Remy, just remember everyone's human and everyone hates themselves. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. I thought I was the only one. Um, I do want to talk about that VR porn episode though, because it blew my dick off and there were so many different (laughs) aspects of it. Um, One of the aspects, you got to experience VR porn, which is like virtual reality. You go, you watch, it's like you're
2: there kind of like point of view stuff. But then.
1: Yeah. Wait, can you explain what you did? in this episode
2: right so virtual reality porn is basically I mean everyone knows what virtual reality is probably right like you put on the glasses and then you're in this you're transported to completely what it feels like a different world it's really disorienting when the first time I put on VR glasses I got super dizzy which is common Yeah, Yeah. you can look all around up to the sides and you feel like you're completely somewhere else and um, so now there's multiple versions of porn being made so there's the basic one where you put on VR glasses and then you just are watching porn, but you're kind of you feel like you're in the room. Yeah. So you can look over to the right and like people are having sex on what looks like a sofa that's next to you. Or there's like a lot of POV VR so, porn. Oh, I like mm.
0: that one, though. So you're like the cuck. Like
2: yeah, exactly. everybody else is doing stuff. But you're
0: not. You're like left out. It's like so masochistic. It's like walking a for a sex party. you voyeur. Yeah. yeah. Or you're that's walking a around thing. a sex party. Yeah, that's what we did at the sex party. Did. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the second one is point of view. So it's like you you can be fucking people.
2: Yeah. So someone's on top of you and it looks like there's someone really on top of you. Um, and then there's this next level that we're getting to where um, there's companies now. There's a big one in L.A. called Kama Sutra where they put porn stars or regular people into scanners yeah. like in the way that, you know, for whatever X-Men they would. No, not X Men. Like, what's a movie where they like scan famous people and then they're kind of like a CGI? Yeah, like, yeah. This like is Avatar. Yeah, avatar. Yeah. I like don't know like techn- technology words, but that they, they, you know, it's like a 3D full body scan that looks yeah. almost exactly like that person. Totally. So they scan porn stars and then you can go into virtual reality and have sex with actual porn stars who can like talk yeah. back to you because they have an AI component. Mm. Yeah.
0: It's like a robot, but not, but in virtual reality, essentially. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool because now these porn stars can license themselves out and be having sex that they're not actually having and make money that way. Like
2: that's so, wild. that's
1: amazing. My mind's blown.
0: Right? Yeah, it's
2: insane. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think the future of it also is that you can. So there's also this other stuff called teledildonics. I loved that. Which shit. is the funniest word of all time. Yeah, and it basically means that. You're using the internet to control other people's sex toys. So Mm -hmm. just a basic example, a guy in Australia puts um, like a fleshlight on his dick. Yeah. And then I'm here in America and I have a dildo and I touch the dildo, stroke the dildo and our sex toys are connected. And as the speed of which I'm stroking it or the way I'm touching it, he can feel it through his sex toy. Yeah. Thousands of miles away or whatever. And so... The future of virtual reality, people are saying, is that you'll be able to meet up yeah. with other people in virtual reality. They'll look like themselves or they'll look like a different type of avatar, whatever they mm-hmm. choose. And that you can use your sex choice to actually physically touch and interact with each other and feel yeah. how they're touching you. And it's really crazy because... What I think is so interesting about it is that it's expanding and changing our definition of what sex is Mm -hmm. because it's like, is that sex? Is that cheating if
0: like you're in a relationship or whatever and you like fucks up? Like there's there were so many questions that it opened up to and I was like, oh, my God. Like the pen pals you could have, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Ten, fifteen pals. Ten, fifteen pals, and like you don't get any diseases. Like that's insane. And you really, you could like, like the way that I used to go into AOL chat rooms or whatever, and I'd have like gay sex, like with like I pretend I was like a guy, and like yeah, when I was like so funny, like (laughs) like cyber with my shout out to my friend Brianna, we would just like cyber with older dudes all the time as guys like that's
2: so funny. <laughs> you can
0: do that. Like you could be who Did you ever see that movie Ready Player 1? No, but I wanted to because I love it's the Spielberg movie, right? Yeah. Like they even have a scene where he has like a suit that like basically responds to their touch and they like fuck in the oasis even though they're like countries away.
2: That's so I think that's really hot. It sounds really fun to me and it's we were in an in interview interviewing some people about it um that I don't think everyone made it into the episode but you know you ask people if you meet up with someone on virtual reality and stroke a dildo and they can feel it, is that sex? Is that sex? And most people yeah. will say no. And then if you say, would you let your partner do that with someone else? Then yeah. like their brain kind of scrambles for a second. And then yeah. they're like, no. So wild. right. Yeah. So it's funny.
0: I know I was trying to work it out for myself. I'm not sure. But also I've said like, I wouldn't mind if somebody went and got a happy ending. Like if I really wasn't like holding up my end
1: of, if you talk to the about sexual deal. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If I knew yeah. and they were like, you just suck with your hand or something. <laughs> I hope it was nicer than that. <laughs> but um, that was also an interesting stat that you said there were more handjob places
2: in New York than bars. Yeah, is that, that true? was some statistic that we found. And we it was like, we found it on multiple places that there was more happy ending massage parlors in New York than there are bars, which is really scary. Because there's so many bars, there's, there's so, so many, many bars. bars. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this a happy ending place? Then, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's probably I, in my head. I was like, I guess there's probably just like huge portions of Queens and South Brooklyn where there's yeah. like no bars, yeah, but a lot of <laughs> happy ending massage parlors. That's how, how I rationalized that's it. That's like
0: what I think about when I think about like trees that are like giving us oxygen. I'm like, well, they're not in the city, so they just must be. They're in Montana. There's Uh, just like a million happy ending places Uh, in Montana or (laughs) Or in Queens. Yeah, they're like in Yonkers. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So funny. Um, You also, you were scanned in yourself. Yes. And you
2: were a little porn star, avatar, nudie. Yeah, I know. It was so like... I was okay, so we went there, and there's it, the way that it works it it looks amazing because it is just it's just giant rig with like I can't remember like almost four hundred cameras, yeah, and so you you're every they take a picture and they all photograph you at once and they can photograph every we saw these. Porn stars doing it, and there's this guy. His name's Mick. I can't remember his last name. He's a super famous porn star. He has a 12 inch dick. It was (laughs) insane. Cool. Like, it was literally insane. I was like, Are you going to pass out when you get an erection? Because all the blood blood in her whole body. Just fall over. (laughs) I know. But so it was him and this girl, and like the girl's like spreading her butt cheeks, and like the camera gets these like high definition photographs of her butthole, basically, that, you know, because when you're having sex in virtual reality, you like want to see the details, I guess. But anyway, so. I went in, I didn't do any of that specific stretching or anything, but sure. um, it was super weird because then I saw, I was like, in order to get a super high res scan of yourself, it takes a while. So they did mine within 24 hours just for the show. So I look kind of low res and weird. Okay. But, um, but I could see this guy fucking me. Like I, I was, yeah. And it was really, it felt, I hated it. I was like super yeah. creeped out because I felt like I had no autonomy because this guy that I had never seen, this avatar that I'd never seen before, with yeah. had me like bent over. Totally. Like, it was really, it's really a mind creepy. Fuck.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I also, because you got to like kind of fuck yourself too with like some stranger's dick
2: with a POV. Yeah. Like you, I could walk into the avatar who was fucking me. I could sort of walk in and into his body and yeah. stand there and watch this other sort of disembodied penis fucking myself it was actually like traumatizing yeah (laughs) I feel like I
0: wouldn't I I don't know like especially having like shame about being a woman getting fucked or whatever like and I, I always think about like oh that's my bad side that's my bad angle like that's all of your angles at once um and it's like you get to see what people are seeing when they're fucking you. And like, I'm the most critical of myself that I'm like, I would never want somebody to fuck me again. Like really? after seeing what I saw, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Maybe I think that sometimes I think that during sex, I actually feel more confident than in regular life. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, do you ever catch yourself in a mirror when you're fucking and be like, Oh, oh yeah. like I look hot. Definitely. Yeah. There's something about like, I used to hate my butt cause I used to be like, Oh, well, I mean, it now it just sounds like it's like culture changed me. But I used to be like my ass is too big and weird. Yeah, and but then during sex, I was I was like, oh, it, but this is when you want like a big ass. Totally. You know what I mean, like something totally. about your body just feels more like useful when you're yeah. fucking
0: somebody. <laughs> no, I actually did feel that way with the first guy I was fucking. Was I didn't feel attractive in like New York City life because like you have to be like a waif and like look good in clothes. And it look great in clothes, but I looked good naked.
1: Right. Yeah. I feel like you've also always liked mirror sex. Yeah.
2: <laughs> really? Why? I don't know. It's fun to watch. It's look. fun to watch. Yeah, it's fun <laughs> to watch. <look. Yeah. laughs> then I think you would like fucking yourself in virtual reality. Okay,
0: then maybe I would. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the stomach rolls like its stomach, but maybe I'll just be like, turn around, Remy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, um, what attracts you to the idea of VR?
0: So I think that it's really interesting that you can, like, that you did see yourself with a dick or whatever, and that you can experience stuff like that. You could be a different person. Like I think especially like the point was brought up for trans people or people like wondering about like their sexuality, like you could fuck a woman and it's like kind of like, Less, um,
1: like a safe way to explore. a safe
0: way to explore. Yeah, a safe way to have a dick for the first time. A safe way to have a vagina for the first time. Like I just and meet other people around the world and become more cultured, of
1: course. Right. But <laughs> and I feel like you're a pothead and love VR all the time. I you're do. Like, I'm always like Charlotte, come play VR. Like, yeah. there's a Rick and,
0: there's a Rick and Morty game, and I literally only stand in there and I play with this thing called a plumbus because
1: it looks because like it looks a like dick. a dick. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I feel like you want to have a dick. That's what I'm getting from having hung out with you for like 45 minutes.
0: I mean, I would love to... I've said this before. Like, if Strap I, on? No. Like, polyjuice potion in Harry Potter. Like, mm-hmm. I'd love to live with a dick for a day or a week or something. Like, I want to experience all facets of humanity, yeah. I think.
1: And... <laughs> I want to talk about also um, Sex and the City. Yeah. Carrie.
0: Yes. I want to talk about Sex and the City because I thought you, like... People have been like, oh, yeah, she's like a modern-day Carrie Bradshaw about you. Um, some have said it about me or whatever. But, like, my big issue with Carrie is, like, she's the sex writer, but she never talks about herself.
2: Right, I know. And she never gets her tits out and everyone else She does. never gets her tits
0: <laughs> out. Like, any conversation where it's like, oh, it's about, like, eating ass or whatever, she's like, don't ask me.
2: Why? <laughs> You're the sex writer. <laughs> I know. She... Like, most of the comms are about her friends, but I do feel like she talks about her feelings, right? Yes. She gets... But that makes it seem like women are only in sex for the feelings. Right. Someone said recently that if sex in the city happened now, Samantha would have been the main character. Exactly. When I, And I can't remember who said that, but I was like, that's true. Yeah. Um but I think that she's relatable. That's Why they Carrie. had so many fights? <laughs> and I was like, I'm the best part of this show. <laughs> I know she was the best part of the show, honestly. But you needed them together; like they were honestly the perfect squad.
0: Yes, and it made you feel like okay, these are normal women talking about stuff. Charlotte brought up a really point, a uh, funny point that um
1: oh, <laughs> there's an episode where they're talking about um eating Miranda's. Ass guy wants her to like eat his ass. Yeah. And um she's like, "I don't want to do that." And they all talk about it. Samantha's even like, "I mean, I'll have it done to me, but I don't go there no way." And everyone like pauses and Charlotte, the character is just like, "I like it." Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was <laughs> so to funny. Be the most like prude. Yeah. My fingers are she made air, a air quote. But she nasty.
2: Yeah, I know. And it's great. <laughs> I yeah. feel like she's the kind of person for whom love, like, unleashes her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like she would, if for her husband, she would be, like, a total freak.
1: Yeah. Totally. I feel like a lot of women are like that. Like, they don't feel like they can be a freak until they have that Corinne um, Olympia
0: on episode 23 last season. Yep. She, she was on The Bachelor. She had never masturbated, and we were talking about it, and her boyfriend was in the room, and he was like, she's
2: like, yeah, I just think it's gross. He's
0: like, no, it's hot. And she's like, oh, oh okay, okay, I'll do, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah.
2: like... What? Yeah. That is so funny. Actually, that is something that I talk about in my book a little bit. I was like, I actually do think that even within a relationship, a person can be a slut because sometimes... Yeah. um, Sometimes it takes being in a relationship to feel like you can try the stuff that you would never try with Definitely. a casual totally. partner. So you can be like the sluttiest version of yourself. Yeah. If you feel safe, safe essentially. Yeah, Cause then
0: the next day that person's not going to be like, Oh, that's Remy. She's butthole girl. It's like, yeah. no, that's my girlfriend. I love her. And also she's butthole. Girl. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's a term of endearment.
1: <laughs> oh, I was wondering, you touched on your first time a little bit. Was it, um, with a toy, a hand, how did you do it? So it was a child. She didn't have a toy. Yeah. Well,
2: Well, some people like shove shampoo bottles up there and stuff.
1: That's true. Or pillows. That's what Corinne was saying. She rubbed up on pillows a lot.
2: Sure. Yeah. I never was that person. Like people rub on their couch or they have, they lie on their stomach. I can, I, that's impossible for me. Shower Shower heads. Oh yeah. That's Mm -hmm. what I would do. So I started with my hand and then, huge amounts of time in the bathroom under the faucet nice yeah like that and then i didn't have a vibrator i think until i was like 25 and now i use it a lot when i masturbate and sometimes i find that like if i go through a kick where i'm masturbating a lot and i have my vibrator and porn hub on Mm -hmm. then it does desensitize your clit a little bit do you think like then you Uh, then you have to wait a few days like then if I calm down and use my hand for a few days then I reset (laughs) yeah
0: I think if you yeah if you're going ham for sure yeah yeah I think that's like anything that's like working out too hard it's like oh my ass is gonna be sore for a few days but then it's not gonna like make it like I think people think of desensitizing as like a permanent thing like if you use like a vibrator like you're not gonna be able to come naturally yeah you will it's just
2: yeah, no, you will, but it's I mean, okay, for example, if you're using a vibrator mm-hmm. and then and then you turn it off mid or mid jerk off and then try and use your hand, it's it's like impossible. Ah. Uh, like it's and so I feel like it's just I mean, for me and for anyway, you. Yeah, no, cuz I yeah. was going
0: to say for me, I think it's like a nice a welcome change. That it's like, oh, okay, there was this vibration. And then it's like, oh, soft stroking or something. I don't know. Oh, I really? Think I, yeah.
2: I but just assumed everyone used, was me. Um, I
1: use suction too. Suction. That's what I say. I think that changed for me because i had a vibrator and then when i switched over actually
0: i was told it's not even suction like we've been it's wind technology yeah yeah it's not technically suction i use um the girl's best friend from sweet vibrations and it's got a air part and a vibrating handle Mm -hmm. um and we've talked about this ad nauseum on this podcast but it's just the cheapest version out there of this like wind technology and we have a promo going on all we did. all season long. Um and it's fifteen percent off if you go to sweetvibes.toys um and put in the promo code how come spelled either way, how come or how come. Um and yeah, you've used it or there's they have a lot of other do you like vibration the most? I like vibration the most. Then maybe the Pixie or the
2: tulip. Have you tried the wind technology? Yeah. Yeah. I I think it really works. My friend who was um who uses it too, she was like, I actually feel like it's stealing my orgasms from me because they like happen too fast. Like them out. <laughs> yeah. Like a
0: dementor. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you do... Vibration works for but you But vibration too. works for me better. Yeah. Wheat
1: vibes if you're a vibe person. They have a really good tulips.
0: Did you try tulips? I did. I did too. And yeah. I'm not even a huge vibrations person, but it's like... It's really nice. nice. And it's like, it like cups. It's cute. It's really? cute. No, but it like cups your vagina. Like I always talk about, I don't like being out in the breeze. Like it really like makes you feel like kind of, it's not a plug, but it makes you feel plugged up. Oh yeah. It's nice. And they're silky. It, it makes you feel like someone's
1: like holding your vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Aww,
0: like a little cup, like a little it. hand. It's yeah. like supportive. And then they have the pixie that looks like a little, that little Totoro, which I know nobody l- knows what that looks like. But it looks like this, like a rock star hand. Okay. And then it, like, vibrates between here. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, It's like a little antenna
2: kind of thing. So
0: I'll let you into my sweet vibrations. uh, Okay. Treasure chest. (laughs) And you can pick one out. I
2: would love that. Tulips.
0: Yeah, that one. Do you have a a favorite episode or adventure that Slut Ever has taken you through?
2: I love the Pussy Power one. Also, the one about bisexual men. Mm. It was just... A lot of the episodes are about stuff that's sort of like, not obvious, but it's like bigger, crazy. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, let's go meet yeah. people who dress up as horses to fuck, right? Sure. yeah. But <laughs> this one, which we did in this season. And monsters. Yeah, exactly. People who fuck monsters. Yeah. like, Like, um, you know, sugar babies. Things that are... Or- like catchy. salacious. Yeah, they're yeah. salacious. Yeah, and that there are topics that we talk about in the world and it's like, okay, let's go actually meet those people. But I feel like male bisexuality is such a question mark yeah and no one ever talks about it and a men are so ashamed to talk about it and we pretend it's not real and the way it's portrayed in media is completely ridiculous there's almost no bisexual men on television yeah. and when they do exist in movies and tv they're often portrayed as murderers Ooh. bisexual people in general yeah i didn't know that like um kevin spacey in house of cards bisexual uh, murder yeah um because it's 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 portrayed as like an element of deviancy, like a yeah. manifestation of deviancy or that that person can't be trusted. They're two-faced, they're like basic instinct. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. like make a
0: fucking decision. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, say that they're like greedy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're somehow, you have to be a sociopath in order to, want to fuck people of multiple genders or whatever. So that was a cool one because it just was like, I was saying before, like you meet these men who are talking vulnerably sensitively Mm -hmm. about their sexuality. And it's like, I just feel like that's really missing. Yeah.
0: Well, we had a big thing on, um, the how come Instagram where I was saying, if you know, you suck a dick once, does that make you gay or whatever? And this girl, took it and ran with it on her own story and was like Remy doesn't think sucking a dick makes you gay or whatever and I'm like it doesn't because <sighs> that that would mean that a gay guy eating a pussy would have to make him straight uh, and and she's like no it wouldn't and I'm like well then there's something like you think gay is tainting it it's like is it still milk mm. if you put oil in it like the oil's the bad thing right Do you yeah, know what exactly. I, mean? I mean exactly what you mean yeah and um I think that's really rude to... Well, it's never
1: reversible. It's
0: never reversible. You're gay. Now. What are you that's talking crazy. about? You can be gay and you can be straight and you can do it at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah Exactly. Yeah. Part
0: gay. Part gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's your background? Part gay. gay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's better than bisexual. I identify as part gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> that would never happen for women though either. Like if a woman no. gave head to another woman, you would never, never be like, she's a lesbian. Yeah, she's gay now. What? No. And that's what it's about. Like a lot of, we go to this bisexual male support group, which was so cute. And all the guys were so nice and like good looking and cool, charming. And, um, they were talking about how it's really hard if you come out as bi to get a girlfriend or to get girls to sleep with you because they are, it's like that sex and city episode where she's like, "Yes, "Yes, you're just basically bisexuality is like a stepping stone on the way to being full blown gay.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Fuck you, Carrie Bradshaw. I, she,
2: <laughs> I was. I feel like that was like a. She's a product of her unwoke time. Of her unwoke yeah. time.
0: Yeah, but the fact that she was the one who was being like sex positivity, and then yeah. being like, I can't hook up with this gay guy.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like he's
0: bi. I dated a bi guy, and honestly, it opened me up. Like I was like, oh, maybe I should explore myself too. And it made me. It made me. um Appreciate my male friendships more because I used to think that it was like, oh, you can only be attracted. Like whenever you're talking to somebody of the sex that you're attracted to, there has to be something like a where when how you met Sally, like there has to be someone attracted. Right. You know, like if you're by where you're thinking, oh, well, I could potentially be attracted to everyone. Then it makes the people that you're not attracted to like those. That's a that's a chosen friendship.
2: Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I think. I mean, there's sometimes sexual charge, but there's also sexual charge sometimes between you and, like, the guy from the deli. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Definitely. It, yeah, that I, I don't think that that's... Yeah. Also, it's I think, for especially for
0: bisexual men, it's the feminizing of them. If they mm. were able to suck a dick, if they were able to take a dick in the ass, that makes them less manly man.
2: Totally. I know, the word emasculating is just the worst word, sort of. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like...
0: There's so many great things about masculine and feminine energy. Like let's remasculate and refeminate. <laughs> like Yeah. That's that's what I have to say about that. Um Oh, look at us. We've gone so long already. Really? Uh, that yeah. felt
2: like how how long was it? An hour. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's
0: so fun. We'll go further. <laughs> um We'll just keep going and then we'll put all the extras on patreon.com/howcome. Um, this has been the most fun time ever. Thank Literally. you so much. For <laughs> Literally. This is here. so fun.
2: <laughs> I feel like really, it's also like we're in this time travel old lady apartment on the Upper East Side. And I love that we're talking about this. Yeah. here. Yeah. It's a, it's it a feels good, appropriate. You can meet Nan right after this. Yeah. <laughs> so cute.
0: Carly, also, can you tell our listeners where they can find you, your show, your book, all that good stuff?
2: Yep. My book is called Sled Ever, and so is my website. And you can watch Sled Ever on Viceland, the channel. And also, I write a column for Vogue called Breathless. I
0: have to ask this to all of our guests to be a courteous host, um, as you would
2: after a sexual
0: experience. Carly, did you finish? I totally finished. Okay. Multiple times. Amazing.
1: Um, Charlotte, did you finish? one of the better finishings of my life. What about you?
0: (laughs) I peed all over my new Helix mattress. (laughs) um, You guys, thank you for coming. um, And we'll see you next time on How Come. Yes. Thank
2: you. Bye. It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish honestly. They say you'll know when you go all the way from A right down to O. Oh, no. I think that i still got a ways to go Oh, I'm sick of this and I have got to know How come, how come How come I can't achieve How come I can't achieve I'm rolling up my sleeves I'm rolling up my sleeves Oh baby, I believe These guests can help Cause I can't do it by myself I wanna just gins-